the Hope Baptist Podcast. Today, Pastor Dave continues his series entitled, I Am, and he will be in part four of that series. You don't want to miss it. Great stuff. And if you want to go back and listen to the other parts, those are on iTunes and on our website. Don't miss it. Afterwards, check out our website at HodenBaptist.org. A lot of information there about the church and things going on at the church, including and not limited to the pie auction that will be coming up soon and the reorganization over at Loving, which we could use some help with. Hint, hint. Hey, hope you enjoy the podcast and have yourself a great day. Thanks for listening. Don was right about one thing. I do weep a lot. Kind of a big baby. I appreciate Don being able to send that and Bill reading that. I tell you what, uh, it's not easy to be appreciated, especially to have all the spotlight and things like that on a Sunday morning when the spotlight should be on Jesus Christ. Amen? And I'm glad you all came out this morning and we're going to eat a great meal uh, after, but uh, this, this time is about connecting with God and and uh, what's cool about today, not only is it Past Appreciation Day, which we enjoy and we like, and uh, first of all, we appreciate you guys dearly. The pastor and his wife are nothing without the fold, without the congregation, without the church. And so you make us special, and you're special to us. And we appreciate your prayer and support and your love and, and just you being you. And, uh, but today also marks our one-year anniversary of our building addition. It, it, it's gone quick, hasn't it? When we built the addition, we just kept moving forward through every obstacle, every trial that was thrown our way, but it's been a year, and uh, we've, we've grown by about 40 a Sunday. That's phenomenal, and uh, we would have never been able to grow if we hadn't added and taken that step of faith, and through the whole process, we never missed one service, and I'm pretty proud of that, because we just kept moving forward, praise God, and serve Him, and, and yet God has done some great things, and now he's allowed for more growth. Um, but uh, God has something special for you this morning. And it's through the teaching of his word. And I hope you came to engage him and uh, hear from him. Uh, because he loves you dearly. I love being able to gather together and worship and sing about who he is and what he means to us. And just connect with him. Because we don't get that oftentimes throughout the week. And there's something that's special that happens on Sunday morning. So let's pray that God would just... Help us to engage him. Let's do that. Everybody head bowed, eyes closed. God, you are a wonderful father. You're a mighty, loving shepherd. And we, we give you all the glory and the praise for just even my wife and I's faithfulness throughout this process and our hearts to serve in this area and to serve this church. And Lord, the people, the intricate people that you've you, you've brought and you've assembled to, to just reach lost people and love lost people and make the church about unchurched and lost instead of ourselves. And Lord, that's difficult at times, but yet you're doing it. And we praise you for the addition a, a year in, and you've helped us grow by 40 people a Sunday. God, we praise you for the growth and the salvations, Lord, six people have given their lives to Jesus Christ, to you, because of this work and, and the baptisms. Lord, it's, 
It's all for you and because of you. So I pray this morning as we get into the teaching time that you would help us to engage you. And whether we're tired or we're consumed by life's trials and struggles or it's just been a busy week or we've got a headache or we don't feel well or whatever it is that's on our mind, God, that we just put those things aside and listen to you because, God, you have something special and mighty for us. We ask you to do the work. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, we're about halfway through our I Am series. I've been enjoying this time in the Word with you. In fact, I started working on our next series, The Life of David. We're going to start in November, maybe early December, but uh, it's just phenomenal what God is doing. So we, we looked at the I Am statement last week, I Am the Door. Some of you were listening. That's good. You're with me. So this morning we're going to look at the I Am statement, I Am The Good Shepherd, and how fitting for this morning as pastor appreciation, because he's the shepherd that we follow. Amen? Everybody say, I am. am. These two statements that that we've looked at, or are going to look at, are connected as one in John chapter 10. And And the purpose of these statements are to give us a better idea or understanding of who Jesus is, a picture of of Christ. These statements, church, are everything. Amen? They are life, they're hope, they're, they're direction for us. Even if you're church, even if you're a believer this morning, they're, they're everything to us. My, my goal for us today, and it's a simple one, is that we just see Jesus Christ as the Good Shepherd. Not one who has forgotten us. Not one who has has turned his back on us or abandoned us in our time of need, but one who has fought and battled every step of the way for us, his flock, his sheep. And, And more importantly, that he laid down his life for you and I. That's all I want to do this morning is just paint a picture. Sound good? Amen? Paint a picture of the good shepherd. Turn with me to John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. John chapter 10. Verses 11 through 16. If you don't have your Bible, there are Bibles in the front of your seat. In fact, if you don't have a Bible, you can take that home. That's our gift to you. Feel free to use your smartphones or tablets, whatever you have to follow along in the Scriptures. The Word of God is life, is it not? We've got to get in it. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. It says this, and I want you to hear Jesus' heart this morning. Picture yourself there in this conversation, in this dialogue. Jesus says this to the Pharisees, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired men, since he's not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them, and this happens because he's a hired man and doesn't care about the sheep. Verse 14, Jesus says, But I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and and they know me, as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep, but I have other sheep that are not of this fold. 
I love his heart here. I must bring them also, and, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. One flock, one shepherd. For those that weren't here last week, I just want to recap for a bit if I could. Jesus Christ just opened the eyes of a man who had been blind his entire life, which angered or, or, or bothered the Pharisees. But by this point, the, the Pharisees or religious leaders of that day were just looking for anything they could find in Jesus to get upset about. I mean, it didn't matter what it was, they were looking for it. To accuse Christ as being a false teacher or, or false prophet. They, they couldn't stand Jesus and what he was offering to the people of that day which put an even larger target on Jesus Christ's back. Keep in mind, church, he, he was already on the run from the Pharisees. Technically, Jesus had no business stopping to heal this man in the first place or, or even having this conversation, this dialogue with those that were trying to kill him. But he did. Don't you just love that about the good shepherd? Didn't matter the opposition. Didn't matter the trial. He put his own life in jeopardy to minister to this man. The Pharisees, they, they rallied together. Isn't that like the Pharisees? And they, they threw the man out of the temple. They cast him aside to be left alone to set up his encounter with Christ and to set up the beauty of these I am statements. What a beautiful moment. Of Jesus' grace. Perfect grace. Isn't that like God to to come alongside us when this world has abandoned us? Amen? When people have discarded us, maybe family or friends, they've cast you aside. They've looked the other way in your time of need. How many times can you think of as, has God been the one to pick you up when people have hurt you and left you? When people have cast you aside, time and time again, it's been God who has been faithful to us. God has been faithful. This man's own family refused to stand behind him in his moment of victory, his moment of of sight, and yet they knew he had been healed. Just mind-blowing to me when the Pharisees were looking for confirmation of this miracle, of this sign, they asked, is this your son? And the family said, ask him. Ask him. He, he's old enough to defend himself. He can speak for himself. The family didn't want to get mixed up in the, in the drama that was unfolding. Maybe being accused of supporting his newfound relationship with Jesus, the the self-proclaiming Son of God from their perspective against the hostile Pharisees that were angry and looking to accuse. Mind you, they put the word out that if, if you associated yourself with Jesus, the Son of God, that you would be banned from the synagogue, you would be banned from the temple. So the family said, even though they saw this miracle, were like, listen, let him speak for himself. Why they they didn't want to be cast out either. 
The Pharisees knew that this man had had been changed by Jesus, and yet they refused to accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God, as the one who performed such an amazing, mighty miracle. And how dare he tell people, he's the door. He's the way. He's the good shepherd. Their goal, church, was to discredit the the miracle and discredit Jesus and his ministry. As the Pharisees banned him from the temple, Jesus went to him and he explained exactly who he was and what he was offering in that moment. That he was truly the Son of God. Remember what he said? We covered at the tail end of last week. What did he say, the blind man? Anybody remember? What's that? He said, I believe. Right? Jesus had given back his sight, or given him his sight, seen shapes and colors and people and life, the victory. He says, do you know who I am? I'm the Son of God. And the blind man says, I believe. I believe. You forever changed my life. This story in in John chapter 9, which sets up these these powerful I am statements, gives us a picture of who Christ is and and what he cares the most about. It's a a kingdom concern, amen? See, he he cares for the hurting, not so much the, the religious leaders and the Pharisees, all of the drama, the rules and regulations. No, he cared about the hurting. He cared about the broken. Everybody say, he cares. He cares cares for the outcasts. I don't know about you, but I've been an outcast. I identify with outcast or being outcasted. He cares for the sinner. He truly does. I mean, I think we miss that in the church. Like, we want to clean ourselves up and, and be right before God. Those are good things. Amen. But He's the one that cleans us. He's the one that makes us righteous and restores us. But He cares for the sinner. We're sinners. I'm a sinner in need of grace every single day of the week, including this morning. The mention of the shepherd here in the text implies there must be sheep. Sheep are known as lacking intelligence. In other words, they're dumb. They may look cute, cuddly, and soft, but they're dumb animals. Now Christ's followers, you see where I'm going with this, are known in the scriptures as what? Somebody say it. Be mad at her. We're known as sheep, are we not? And I'm not saying that any of you are dumb. I would never say that. Or that I'm dumb. Because I'm a sheep too. Just like you. I follow the shepherd. You follow the shepherd. What I'm saying is this. Some of you are still stuck on I can't believe Pastor called us dumb. (laughs) Get over it. What I'm saying is this, we are in need of a shepherd. We just are. I don't care what you've accomplished, what you have, the wealth you have, the stature, the success. 
the, the years you've given your life to Jesus Christ, we're in need of a shepherd. Are we not? We're in need of, of the good shepherd. A shepherd that will sacrifice his own life for the flock. That's, that's you and I. What, what love and grace has he not shown us? For those that need a clearer picture, I'll say it like this. People can make mistakes. Have you ever made a mistake? You guys are so willing. We've made mistakes, have we not? People can do dumb things. I do dumb things. Just ask Jillian all the time. She just tells me to do something dumb. Our wives are like, amen. My husband always does dumb things. Us guys would never say that about our wives because we'd be in big trouble. We, we do dumb things as we, we attempt, and I say attempt because that's what we do at following Christ. And His holiness and righteousness, we, we, we make wrong choices in our life and in different situations. We can get away from God and the things of God just like that. It just happens. And we look how far we've fallen. I know this because I'm, I'm prone to wander myself. Don't let that scare you about your pastor. Just being transparent. I I think if we're all being honest this morning, you say, you know what, Pastor, I am prone to wander off. My my heart is for God. My intention is for kingdom things. But I'm I'm just prone to wander off. To to leave God sometimes. I, I don't mean to. I don't try to. It just sort of happens. We We need... Someone who can, can right our wrongs. Someone who can keep us on track and, and guide us and love us and be patient with us. That someone is Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. Amen? It's not a spouse. <laughs> you may think so. Like, I like to make him do what he's supposed to do. It's not a good friend. I'm so thankful for friends, but it's not them who will guide us. It's not even a good pastor. I'm glad you love me and appreciate me, but it's not me you need. It's not me that will, will lead you or, or guide you. Only the shepherd. Only Jesus. Because I'm going to be making mistakes. I'm flawed. We're, we're flawed. We're in need of Jesus to follow Him and and to look to Him. It's Christ and His power and understanding that will get us through. If sheep are not properly led, they will consume the grass in their pasture. Round and round and round until it's all gone. And without proper leading or care, they will die there. Even just down the valley, there's more food and nourishment, plush fields. It doesn't make much sense, does it? In fact, it's dumbfounding, but they can't find food on their own. They, they can't find what they're looking for without the shepherd. They need the guidance and care of the good shepherd. Has, has life ever felt like that for you? 
Maybe you're in a season right now that it seems like all you're doing is going round and round and round, making absolutely no progress in life, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. It's it's because we're sheep. I'm just going to let you off the hook this morning. You can leave here saying, listen, I'm just a sheep. We're sheep. That's what sheep do without the shepherd. Amen? We go nowhere, and yet we try. I know, I try to do things without the Lord sometimes. My own might, my own strength, my own will. We get nowhere. The good shepherd, he makes a way for the sheep. If, if you're lost here this morning, if, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you must look to the good shepherd. You must look to the cross and His sacrifice because it's Him you need. You don't just need a good church or good people or a pastor who loves you. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost. If you're in need this morning, how many in need this morning willing to admit that I have a a need? You must find what you're looking for in Jesus. Stop looking other places. You're wasting time. You're wasting time. Notice the difference here between the hired hand and the good shepherd. The hired hand and the good shepherd. The hired hand, he he flees when, when trouble comes. Just the sight of danger spooks the hired hand. The hired hand won't ever risk his own life for the life of the sheep. The good shepherd stays. The good shepherd stays. The good shepherd protects. The good shepherd lays down his life for his flock. Why? What's the difference here? It says right here in the text. Because the hired man doesn't own the sheep. The reason the shepherd makes such a sacrifice for you and I is because we belong to him. Amen? We belong to him. Yesterday, we thought we'd grab some lunch, and we went down to Chutes and Ladders. How many have been down to Chutes and Ladders? And uh, fun for the kids, not so fun for the adults. Got to chase the little ones. And Jill and I were just sitting down at the picnic bench, and we, for the first time, let Kipton go off with the older ones, and we're just going to trust that he'll be okay. And, and Jillian's just sitting on the edge of her seat. Said, it's just fine. Just say, you'll be all right. Just sit here and let's see what happens. And they take him up all of the flights. I mean, it's high up there. And they go down the slide. They're having fun. I said, it's no problem. And they go back up again. And they come down the slide. And they're enjoying themselves. And the kids are actually looking after him, which was super awesome. And uh, then the third time up, I, I see kind of Kipton at the top. And he's, he's getting afraid. And, and Caden's trying to hold him back. And, and, I, and Jillian's like, oh, no. You know, sort of panic state. I need to get up there. I said, It'll be all right. Just, just wait a second. And, and then so they're up there. And I can tell Kipton wants to start coming down the other way, not the slide. And those steps are huge gaps. So I said, I, I got this. And I go up and, and I rescue Kipton. And... and uh, with my medical condition and things, I shouldn't be really doing that stuff. But it was something within me as his dad to go and rescue my three-year-old because he was spooky. He kept saying, it's spooky up here. And so I wanted to go get him. And he, he reaches out. And listen, he already did it two times. Isn't that us, like us in life? 
There comes a point in time where we need God, we need the Good Shepherd to just reach out His hand and say, listen, I've got you, and I will help you down. How did you get up here, right? And so Kipton, he thought I was coming up to play. I wasn't going to play. And I was going to just help him down each flight. (laughs) You know? And he's jumping, and he's excited, and he's having fun. And I just wanted to get him back to being safe by Mama. Because Mama was going to get after Dad if he didn't go get Little Man. Because I sent him up there with the older ones. The reason the shepherd makes such a sacrifice for you and I is because we belong to him. We're his. Jesus laid down his life for us. Because we're his children, we're his creation. We belong to the shepherd. He designed us. He's given us purpose. He's given us life. And and not to squander the days we've been given, but to do our best to glorify Him in all that we do as we follow Him. But it's His job to lead us. That's who He is and what He came to do. Everybody say, it's His job. He leads us through every season, every stage of our lives, through times of great joy and success and promotion, and then times of brokenness and great desperation. Whatever season you're in, it never changes the job or job description of the good shepherd, ever. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing that I lack. We could just stop there and go home. The Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing. Nothing. Nothing that I lack. Where we lack, God makes up the difference. And he's faithful to do so. He, he lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters or still waters. In other words, he leads us even when life is going smoothly. No hiccups, no bumps, limited trial. I don't know what that's like. Maybe some of you here this morning say, listen, I've got the good life. You're blessed, and you're alone. We all go through it, don't we? The Good Shepherd provides rest, rest and comfort. He renews our life. How many in here need a renewing this morning? You just need to be renewed by God. He leads us along the right paths and For his name's sake, even when we go through the darkest valley, we will fear no danger. Let me just say that again, in case you missed it. Even when we go through the darkest of valleys, Don right now is going through a valley. Five weeks of being ill and suffering. He's going through a valley. I'm going through a valley. You're going through a valley. The darkest valley. Times can be difficult, amen? But as it says, we will fear no danger for he... He, oh, there's comfort in that. He is with us. His rod and staff, they comfort us. This is the job of the good shepherd, not the hired hand. Jesus pulled the man aside to comfort him in his time of need, to make sure that he was okay and headed in the right direction. He offered hope and salvation. He offered a relationship with the Father. 
Is that not what he does for you and I? Is that not what he's offering you today, right here this morning, maybe in your valley, in your time of need, just a relationship, a real, authentic relationship with someone who's not going anywhere? He never leaves us or forsakes us. He's present. He's committed. Don't we long for people to just be committed to us? God never, ever leaves us. He's committed. He's faithful. When a sheep continues to go astray, the shepherd sometimes attaches a brake to one of the legs of the sheep. He doesn't break their legs. That's just a myth. But he weighs them down. He weighs one of the legs down. He does this not to be cruel or mean, but to keep them close. To to teach the sheep the importance of, of being led. And once the sheep has learned to stay close to the shepherd, he then removes the break. And the sheep never leaves his side again. Isn't that awesome? What a picture for you and I. What a teaching moment. Think of the times, and maybe it's right now in your life, that God is breaking you. Are you being broken? Think of the times that God breaks us to keep us. The the times that, that God adds weight to our lives and to our situations, not to hurt us or make life difficult for us, but to teach us the value of clinging to the cross and the Good Shepherd. This last year and a half, the Lord has added weight to my life. I haven't enjoyed it. (laughs) It's not fun. I have many bad days. But don't you? But I know He's added that weight to keep me close to Him. Didn't I say I was prone to wander? Are you prone to wander? Just, just, just think about it. Maybe some of your trials and difficulties are just God attaching that break to you. And there'll be a moment of restoration, a moment of peace, a moment when you can walk away from those things and say, oh, I'm glad I'm done with that trial. But for right now, he's got that break on. And I'm sorry, friends, he's not letting you go until you've learned the value of staying close to the Father, trusting Him, clinging to Him, looking to Him for answers, for solutions, for help. The value of trusting the Good Shepherd. During times of great trials and struggles, we tend to not go very far, at least I don't. We stay right by the Father, where we need to be. Once we've been broken and restored, hopefully we've learned to stay close to God. I never want to go through this trial again. Have you ever said that or felt like that through something you've gone through? Like, I'm glad that's behind me. But boy, I've learned a lesson. Lastly, we all love that word, lastly, when the pastor says that. Some of you are like, getting hungry. The wolf doesn't intimidate the experience and the might and the brute strength of the good shepherd. 
Not one bit. The wolf does his best to scatter us and, and tear us apart. He, he uses fear. He uses our addictions. He uses our anger. He uses our hurt and our emotions. It says in the Bible that the wolf then snatches them and scatters them. This is what God wants for you this morning. Listen closely. Don't miss this. If you've been sleeping, I'll pray for you. But leave here with this. Stay within the gate. Stay within the gate. We are sheep. We do have a good shepherd. But stay within the gate. Stay within the pen, the the fold, the flock. The body of Christ provides extra protection for us. Church, the the shepherd can't protect you outside of the fold. In other words, when we stay close to the Father, we are protected. We are cared for. He guides us and leads us. Does he not? The other day I took my family out to my hunting spot. A lot of family things lately. We all just go together. Jillian drives. It's so sad, but it is what it is. And for whatever reason, this year there seems to be a lot of bear activity at my blind. And so it's a little scary to bring my kids and my family out there to the blind. But I came prepared. I I brought a gun with me, just in case. And as we were out there a bit, fear set in and, and worry took over. And, and then we heard movement over in the brush. And I'm sure it was just a squirrel or partridge. But my first thought was bear. Bear. And we were all on edge. Now I love hunting, but I'm not the rugged hunting type. I think you know that by now. So bear and wolves and things that can eat me, I, I just I, I tend to not want to mess with especially with my kids, my babies around. And anyways, I kept telling my kids, just stay close to me. Stay close to dad. Stay by my side. Don't, don't wander off. And Caden, he listened. Good son. He listened. He stayed close by my side. And not once did, did he wander off. But Ryan, Ryan was a different story. She thought dad was playing a game with her. She didn't sense any, any danger at all. She didn't trust what I was saying at one point. I told everyone to head back to the truck. This was an awesome family moment. But none of them were really taking me that serious. I I think sometimes we don't realize the importance of staying close to the Father. Like, I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning, stay close to God. Take His Word serious. Trust what He says. Don't try to go out life on your own. Trust Him, the experience, the wisdom, the care, the protection. He's the Father. Listen, God, the Good Shepherd, He's the only one that will protect you and fight your battles for you. If need be, He'll knock the teeth straight out of the mouth of that wolf. Listen, I know what a bear would do to a guy this size. And it wouldn't be pretty. It wouldn't be pretty. But I would stand in front of my little ones if it would approach. I just, any dad would. Amen? That's what the Good Shepherd is offering. 
a relationship, protection, guidance, and care. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful for your protection. We're thankful that you love us. We're thankful that there's safety within the fold. We're thankful that you're a God who sent his son Jesus to die on a cross so that lost man would have eternal life. God, you are everything. You are the door. You are the light of the world. You are the bread of life. You are the good shepherd. Lord, I pray for this flock. Oh, how I love them and pray for them and care for them. But God, you love them more. Lord, I pray that you would allow them to have a relationship with you and to engage you and trust you. God, that we would move forward as we go out with this last song, that we can praise you and sing to you of your goodness and your mightiness. And that we would trust the good shepherd. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Houghton Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. And speaking of support, there's a lot of different ways you can support Houghton Baptist in addition to the traditional way of giving your tithe or check at church. We have online giving on our website at HoughtonBaptist.org, and we also have text giving. If you're interested in text giving, just dial 906-346-1317 and follow the information from there. Easy peasy. If you're looking for a church or you're just not sure what church is all about, why don't you stop by Houghton Baptist Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Be there. Come as you are. We do. Have a great day.